This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. The Oxy Show. I'm afraid I can't allow this situation to continue. I don't believe you're saying this. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm just not happy with your performance. But why? OK, I'll be straight with you. You're consistently unimaginative and predictable. That's why. Look, let me explain. Listen, I... Tom. You bring many excellent qualities to the table. There's no doubt that you're an excellent husband. But the fact is that I'm just not satisfied with the level of sexual service I'm getting. This is a bloody marriage, not a bank. That's a typical male get-out, and quite frankly, unworthy of the man I married. What exactly is wrong with the level of my service? All right. Let's start with your orgasm-to-fuck ratio. I'm not one of those women who expect to come every time she has sex. I was content with the 20% failure rate you had in our first couple of years, but over the last 12 months you've been averaging only a 48% success rate. And in March and April that dropped to below 31%. You've kept statistics. When we first started having intercourse, our sessions lasted on average 34 minutes and 17 seconds. That's dropped to less than nine minutes over the last six months. Sex drops off in a long-term relationship. It, 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 it's perfectly natural. Then there's the diversity. Or should I say lack of diversity of the menu on offer? Traditional English missionary. Over and over again. Don't get me wrong, I like tradition. But not all the time. I thought you liked it face to face. Your cunnilingus is perfunctory and half-hearted. As for any sort of exotic sex... What about exotic sex? Exactly! What about it? Don't you think I might like to experiment once in a while? I tried giving you one up the bum once and you were having none of it. And why was that, Tom? Was it perhaps because when you did try, you were so pissed that you couldn't tell my back from my front and were trying to use a pot of Dijon mustard as a lubricant? That was an honest mistake. I'm sorry, Tom, but every woman has a right to a reliable and diverse erotic service. Under my last husband, I had a far greater performance and up to 16 different options every night. Well, if he was so brilliant, why aren't you still with him? Because he was a cheating bastard with no interpersonal skills. Oh, good. I'm glad to see he had some defects. You're certainly stronger in the emotional department, Tom. But what about the cock? It's just not good enough. So, what do you suggest? If this marriage is to achieve an acceptable rate of growth in my target areas, we have to consolidate and rationalise underperforming sectors of our relationship. I've therefore decided to privatise my sex life. You've what? I'm breaking my sex life up into smaller, more competitive units. Basic intercourse, oral fulfilment, anal exploration, role-playing and fantasy, group encounters, S&M and research and development. You're going to let other men bid for you? For my different franchises, yes. One-year contracts will be issued for each area. This is madness! My sex life will become a competitive market, thus guaranteeing me the best possible performance in all areas. If it can work for the NHS, it can work for me. Not necessarily. Look at the railways. The first thing that will be compromised is your safety. Not with the safeguards I'm writing into the contracts. 
Condoms and regular blood tests will be compulsory for successful applicants. And who exactly is going to ensure that they honour their commitments? You're just going to be rogered by a lot of cowboys. There will be annual reviews of all contractees. You're just mortgaging your future. This may seem like the easy option now, but in 30 years' time, you'd have paid more than if you'd stayed with the one provider. We need blue sky thinking now, Tom. I've considered all the options, and this is the only way I can get the modern, up-to-date service I have a right to expect. You can't just take your sex life away from me like this. You have to give me a chance to improve. I am giving you a chance to improve, Tom, by giving you a chance to compete. I love you, Tom, and I want you to tender for all my franchises. You do? Yes, of course I do. I know this is going to be hard for you, darling. Restructuring is always difficult, but we have to tackle this problem. Competition, Tom. That's the key to our future. Together, we can give me a sex life I can be proud of. Are you Baz? Who's asking? I'm Gaz. So? I know Naz. Naz is safe? Yeah. He said you might, uh... What? Have some... stuff? Stuff? You know, merchandise. I don't do merchandise. Naz says you did. He said I did merchandise? Yeah. Yeah, you know, substances. As in, uh, substances? Yeah. Are you the man? Oh, could be the man. I don't have any merchandise, though. I might have some product. Are you in the market? I'm in the uh, market. In the market for what? I'm in the market for substances and possibly product. I know, Nez. Can you sort me? Can I sort you? Can I sort you? I've got sorts. What sorts? All sorts. What do you want, mate? You got your rounds? Rounds. Of course I've got rounds. I've got pink and yellow, mate. You've got two kinds. What do you think? I'm the man. I can do your rounds. I can do your squares if you want. Squares? I've got the whole packet, mate. I've got licorice. Straight licorice. Licorice with white centres. Pink and yellows with licorice centres. Some square ones with a nice big slab of licorice. I've even got those strange squishy pink and blue ones. I've got a lot, mate. What do you want? You've got sweets. Only the best. Straight bassets. None of your Haribo shit. Tell you what... You play your cards right, I might be able to get you a couple of Bertie Bassets. Look, if I want sweets, I'd go to a sweet shop, wouldn't I? Mm, you want something stronger, I like it. Yeah, I want something stronger. Why oh, didn't you say so? Look, I can do you a nice fresh batch of Fisherman's Friend. I haven't got a sore throat. I'm a mate of Nez. Have you got any ease? All right. You're a man who likes to live on the edge, peer over the dark abyss, risk the desolation. I like it. Well, have you got any? Nah. I don't believe this. Listen, mate, I don't do class A's. If you want fruit and nut, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Fruit and nuts? I'm talking hardcore illegals. Powders, pills, pus, potions. I could get you some space dust. Have you got any fucking drugs? I've got... Have you? No. Right. Thank you. Have you... No. Pity. Yeah. 
There has to be some mistake. I'm afraid not, Mr. Swan. The decision of the conception panel was correct. You and your wife are not eligible to have a baby. On what grounds? It's really very simple. The application for your partner to become pregnant by you did not meet the relevant criteria as specified in the Human Reproduction Licenses Authority publication G-147A. As a result, the panel could not issue a procreation licence. That can't be right. We're married. We have a mortgage. Our income is more than sufficient to support a family. We meet all the qualifications. You can, of course, appeal the decision. As long as it's within 28 days of today... Would you like me to get you a form? I don't want a form. I want you to tell me why I can't have a baby. Oh, I'm afraid I don't have the authority to do that. You'll need to make an appointment to see the local area conception supervisor if you want a fuller explanation. What if we go ahead anyway? Such action is strictly prohibited. You'd be liable to a substantial fine and possible imprisonment. And your baby, or babies, would of course be confiscated. That's disgusting. What right have you got to do this? Mr Swan, this department has a statutory duty to issue procreation licences only to suitable breeding stock. I'm not a prize cow. No, you're not, Mrs Swan. And that's just the problem, isn't it? What do you mean by that? Allowing only quality-controlled parents to reproduce will inevitably lead to better offspring. Just ask any livestock farmer. Why should two healthy, healthy, solvent, loving adults be denied the right to have children? Because antisocial behaviour will decline. Educational attainment will increase. Wealth will be generated. Government expenditure will decrease and taxes will be cut. Which is what we all want, isn't it? Yes, of course, but that's not the point. A virtuous circle will have been created. All of this by simply eliminating bad parents. I'm sure you'll agree your personal unhappiness is a small price to pay for a buoyant economy and lower taxes. How can you possibly know that we would be bad parents? Not you, Mr Swan. What? The panel didn't turn you down, sir. You're more than eligible to father a child. You mean they think I'd be a bad parent? You really do need to talk to the supervisor, Mr... Is that it? Are you saying I'm... I'm inadequate? Of course you are, Mrs Swan. Why else would the panel have turned you down? Demand to know what a bunch of faceless bureaucrats has got against my wife. Oh, I can't divulge the details of the case, Mr Swan. I suggest you ask your wife on the way out. Darling? Is it because I was born a bastard? No, of course not. Otherwise, there wouldn't be anyone left to have babies, would there? Was it because I was brought up in care? No. Because I ran away from school? Oh, hardly. Because I stole money to finance my drug habit? Drug habit? Absolutely not. Because I was a lesbian for two years at college? Oh, certainly not. We have an equal opportunities policy. Darling, you never told me you like girls. Because I had an affair with the vicar after a year of marriage? You did what? Then what, for God's sake? Yes! Because in 1990, you slept with a number of men who sported mullets. Mullets? Oh, my God. You never told me you slept with any mulleted men? I was young. It was 1990. How many were there? It's not important, darling. How many? 
I don't know, two or three? Actually, it was nine. Nine? It was a phase, that's all. And you didn't tell me? What the hell were you thinking? No wonder they turned us down. What did you think they'd do when they found out? But I've changed. I've made something of myself. Can't you see that? Oh, I'm afraid not, Mrs Swan. You appear to have changed, yes. But if family psychiatry teaches us anything, it is that children are doomed to repeat the behaviour of their parents. As a country, we can no longer afford to allow that. But I want to have a baby. You still have the right to appeal, Mrs Swan. Forget it. I want a divorce. Oh, I'll get you a form. So that's 12 red, 12 white, 48 Stella and 18 Verve Clico. £585.74p, please. How would you like to pay? What would you like? Cash? Check? Plastic? Oh, God. You can't deliver, can't you? It's just around the corner. Any time this afternoon will be all right. Yes, that's no problem at all. It's just that I haven't got a car. I should have a car, but I haven't. Today of all days. God, do you charge? I, I can pay. Would you like cash? Would you like a cheque? Would you like to sleep with Lucy? Pardon? You'd like a card. Of course you would. That's much the best thing. Thank you. Are you sure you don't want to sleep with Lucy? No, um, thank you. Why don't you want to sleep with Lucy? What's wrong with her? Oh, nothing, I'm sure. I, I don't actually know Lucy. Of course you don't. How could you? Oh, I feel so embarrassed now. If you'd just like to put your pin in. Lucy's tall and dark, with the most beautiful brown eyes you could ever imagine. And just press enter. A full, sweet, sensuous mouth, promising undreamt of delights. If you could... Legs that seem to go on forever and ever and ever, leading inexorably to paradise. Really? Her breasts. Glorious. Simply glorious. Like two ripe, commis pears bursting to be bitten into. Bitten. Then there's her sweet honeypot, a mystical pool of erotic delight, waiting to be whipped up into a raging, frothing whirlpool of passion, waiting to suck any unsuspecting lover into a pit of wanton oblivion. All right, then. I will sleep with Lucy. No, I don't think so. She's not for you. I want to sleep with Lucy. Well, you can't. You don't value her. I, I do, Low. I know your sort. You just use her and dump her. I, I promise you I wouldn't. She's too good for you. Let me sleep with Lucy or I'll... I'll You're I'll... what, you slimy little toad? I won't deliver. Oh, keep your wine. I only came in because I felt sorry for you. Would you like an Eccles cake? Um, no. No, thank you. Are you sure? Yes. Thank you. Wafer-thin pastry, coating succulent black currants. Go on. You know you want to. Uh, no. Um, thank you for asking, though. Oh, I see. How about a pontifrac cake? I'm sorry? A pontifrac cake? 
Originally made in Pontefract? No, not anymore. No, I won't. Uh, thank you. You're one of them, are you? I beg your pardon? Echo's cakes not to your liking? Pontefract cakes beneath you? No, 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 it's not that at all. Too British for you, I suppose. Not European enough. No, I just don't want any. Hmm. I might have a piece of lardy cake about my person. What about a slice of that? I really don't want anything to eat, thank you. I've butted it. You can't think that I'd use margarine on lardy cake. How could you think that? I don't care if it's got butter or margarine. I just don't want any. Why not? Because I'm not hungry. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Now I see. You don't want cake. You want soup. No. But I haven't got any soup. I don't want any soup. You're just saying that. I can see that you do want soup. Will you please understand? I don't want any soup. I just want to wait for my bus in peace and quiet. Is that all right with you? Yes, that's all right by me. Quite all right. No problem at all. I can imitate soups and broths, you know. Would that do? Do a rather passable cream of tomato, a very amusing cream of mushroom, and a very robust cream of white asparagus. Would you like to see my cream of tomato? <laughs> Good, isn't it? I'll show you my cream of mushroom. <laughs> you see the difference? Cream of tomato. Cream of mushroom. Mm. Cream of tomato. Mm. Cream of mushroom. Mm. Cream of tomato. Mm. Cream of mushroom. Mm. This is my cream of white asparagus. Mm. All good. Thick English soups, I'm sure you'd agree. Funny, isn't it? Five minutes ago we were perfect strangers, yet now here we are discussing the great issues of the day. Strange how lifelong friendships start. Would you like a beaker of Robinson's barley water? Oh. Great news, Seamus. Oh, and Seamus, put a tenor on dodgy accent at the 2.30 at the Curragh. Great news, Mrs. Roberts. You mean we've been accepted? With flowing colours. We're going to start designing your new baby right away. Oh, that's fantastic. What's the next step, Doctor? Well, I'm going to need some specifications. Let's start with the basics, shall we? Would you like a boy or a girl? One of each, please. And at the same time? Uh, you want twins? Twins are going to be possible, aren't they, Doctor? Yes, of course. As a matter of fact, just at the moment, we've got a special two for the price of one offer running. Excellent. What can you do is in the way of a girl? Well, we've got some really excellent DNA right now. Looks-wise, I can do you a very nice Cameron Diaz. 
or if you prefer something shorter and darker, I've got some exceptional Angelina Jolene jeans with optional Lara Croft breasts. Um, I'm not sure. Have you got anything um, plainer? Plainer? Or even ugly? Ugly would be good. We were thinking along the lines of an Anne Widdicombe or even Jade. I, I, I don't understand. What we want is some short, fat jeans. Do you have any of those, for instance? Or oh, a mild deformity might fit the bill. A hair lip would be lovely. Hmm. I'm afraid these are rather unusual requests. There's not a lot of call for ugly jeans in girls. Why not? Because people want beautiful babies, Mr Roberts. That's ridiculous. What's the point of having a beautiful baby? Beg your pardon. What future would it have? Tell me that. Just another beautiful woman in a world full of beautiful women. How would she stand out? Well, well, well we can obviously give her some great intelligence and personality as well. But aren't you doing that with all the babies you produce? Yes, I, I suppose we are. So how will our child be any different from the rest? Well, We I... haven't come all the way to Dublin to be palmed off with just another production line model. I want more than that. You see, Doctor, if our little girl looks unique, she'll have more of a chance in the world. Please, Doctor, you have to help us. Look at the two of us. We're both reasonably attractive people. If we have a girl, naturally there's every chance she might be exquisite. We can't risk that. Well, let's, let's leave the girl for a moment. What do you want in a boy? Oh, athletic. Preferably a footballer. Ah, you're in luck. We've just received some brand new David Beckham jeans. Oh, no, 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 no. Everybody's going to want their boys to be David Beckham. You can't have a team of 11 right-footed geniuses. You'd never win anything. Well, what do you want, then? I want a hard-nosed bastard who makes up for his lack of talent by being ruthlessly aggressive. He could be slightly psychotic, in fact. Have you got any Vinnie Jones jeans? Or Roy Keane. You see, Doctor, when my boy's playing for England in the World Cup final and the only way for the team to win is for him to give Argentina's leading striker a good, hard kick in the head, I want to know he's not going to hesitate. Let me understand this clearly. You want a dodgy bint for a daughter and a head case for a son? Yes, yes please. What you are suggesting is immoral. I'm a doctor. I'm not in the business of making ugly children. You mean you won't help us? No, I will not. 2,000 years of medical research and finally we have the power to eliminate the ugly, the fat, the short-sighted, the stupid and yes, the ginger. As well as all the other misfits and rejects. And you come here and ask me to disregard all this because you want to give your child a better future. How dare you? Modern medicine is about improving the world, not healing it. Is there no way we can compromise, Doctor? Mm, well, I do have some Jerry Halliwell and Mike Tyson jeans, but that's my final offer. We'll take them. Ah, oh, Grimm's fairy tales illustrated by Edmund Dulac. Are you interested in children's illustration? Yes, very much. Dulac was a master. These drawings are so beautiful. Oh, Sleeping Beauty. Rumpelstiltskin. How strange. Cinderella looks just like Lucy. Who? The same hair, same eyes, lips, bosom. Oh, she makes a lovely Cinders. 
innocent, but with just a hint of petulance. Would you like to sleep with Lucy? Uh, sorry? Goodness, Red Riding Hood looks just like Lucy too. Isn't it marvellous the way Dulac suggests her wanton nature in the scarlet of her hood? The latent eroticism of her little sandals? Her plump little basket? I feel quite flushed. Suppose she does look rather sweet. Sweet, but fiery. Just like Lucy. That's why she's in the wood. She wants to meet the big bad wolf. Look at her clenched little fists. Can't you see? She's ravaged by sexual hunger, trying in vain to quench the raging fire in her body, still the rippling shudders of naked lust racking her delicate frame, desperately seeking the rapturous agony of being strongly mastered, ready to topple over into a chasm of wanton abandonment and give herself up on the altar of lust. Bloody hell. Are you sure you don't want to sleep with Lucy? Well, she does seem rather exciting. £75, please. Sorry? For the book. Oh, right. Um, Look, uh, about this Lucy. No chance, Quasimodo. I've never had someone talk me to orgasm before. It's so naughty. But nice. Almost as good as the real thing. Where did you learn to do that? My grandmother taught me when I was 11. What? I'm kidding, honey. Anyone can do it. All you have to do is use a little imagination and let your voice do the rest. Why don't you try it on me? I don't know where to start. I feel all shy now. Go on. Have a go. Peter, you're so hot. There you see. You're, you're so stiff. Go on. Yes, you're, you're very stiff. Very stiff indeed. And you're hard. Hard and stiff. Almost rigid, in fact. Fine, that's good, but... Oh, God, it's not working, is it? I knew I'd be awful at this. No, 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 you're great. Honestly, it's just... What? You could be a little more imaginative, that's all. In what way? You might find it a bit odd. I want to make you happy. Please tell me. Well, an easy way to get me going is to... is to say the names of... No, I can't. Go on. I don't mind. What names do you want me to say? Fish. Say fish names to me, baby. Say them now. Fish names? Yeah. Give me hardcore fish names. And turn me on. Go on. You can do it. Uh, okay. Um, cod? Oh, that's good. Why don't you try one beginning with H? H? Fish that begin with H really give me the horn. You mean like haddock? Oh, that sounds good. I told you you could do it. I'm not sure I know any more. But you said your father was a fishmonger and your mother kept tropical carp. Yes, but... Oh, please try. I'm getting very aroused. Hake? Yes. Horseback crawl? Oh, yes. Halibut? Mm-hmm. Horn shark? Oh. Henfish? Oh. Hussar? 
Oh, God, you're good to me, baby. A hatchet fish. Hamlet. Hypertramata. Give it to me, baby. Harder. Harder. A, a half-beak. Hawaiian striped squirrel fish. Oh, my God. Headfish. Oh. Hard head. Mm. Hog choker. Oh, yes, yes. Hybrid sword tail. Oh. Huma huma nuka nuka apua ah. Oh, my God. I'm almost there. Go on, please. I can't think of any more. Oh, God, no. Haddock. We've already had that one. Have we? Uh, mullet. No, no, H, H. Oh, I can't think. There's one more. It's really common. Uh, oh, no. Think Aberdeen Smoky. Sardines. No, 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 no. Kippers, kippers, kippers before they... Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Herrings, herrings, herrings. How obvious does it have to be? After all I've done for you, arousing you, pleasuring you, out of fought for myself, and you can't even remember the name of one of the most common fish in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Let me try again. No point. Spoiled now. Please, isn't there something I can do? You know I want to. Let's, let's just forget it. Come on, Peter. There must be something. Well... Yes? Diseases beginning with D really turn me on. Diphtheria? Is there a problem? I'll be honest with you, Mr Jones. Yes, there are problems with your application. Really? Um, I don't see why. I've had no credit problems in the past. I've got over 50k in my savings account and I've, I've been with the same company for... How tall are you, Mr Jones? I'm sorry? Height, Mr Jones. Height. How tall are you? In your bare feet. Feet and inches, if you don't mind. I don't see what my height has got to do with it. I'm here to... To do over... with it? To do with it, Mr Jones? It has everything to do with it. Don't you realise that recent profiling by the University of Bristol has stated that 70% of all fraud is committed by men under the height of 5 foot 5 inches? And I'm afraid to say that you look about 5 foot 2 inches. 5 foot 4 and a half, if you must know. And I don't see how you can turn me down for an account purely based on my height. Tell me, Mr Jones, do you go to the gym often? Um, no. Play any sports? You know, football, rugby, tennis, anything like that. No, I don't really like sports. Um, I do like a nice game of chess every now and then. So you wouldn't say that you were physically fit then? Um, no, not really. In fact, some people might say that you were overweight. I'm sorry? You know, fat. I beg your pardon? Fat. Overweight, large, stout, chubby, portly, flabby, paunchy, pot-bellied, obese, corpulent, porky, rotund, you know, fat. I know what it means, but what the hell does it have to do with my application? Mr Jones, everybody knows that you only get fat by being lazy. Therefore, fat people are lazy, and studies have shown that lazy people make mistakes. <laughs> I don't believe I'm hearing this. 
72% of all people declared bankrupt in this country over the past five years were classed as overweight to obese. Now, Mr Jones, would you consider yourself good-looking? You know, a bit of a ladies' man. Out on the town? Different girl every weekend? Or would you say that you're more of a Quasimodo man? Stays in most nights? Rings his own bell because women would scream if they saw you up close. I don't believe this! Oh, let's face it, Mr Jones, you're no Brad Pitt, are you? In fact, I think that any reasonable person would consider you to be ugly. Ugly? Yes, ugly. You know, unattractive, unloved, plain, unprepossessing, ill-favoured, hideous... Frightful, awful, unsightly, horrible, ghastly, unpleasant, appalling, vile, reptilian, revolting, repellent, repugnant, grotesque, monstrous, ugly. So now I'm too ugly to bank here. Well, you have to look at it from our point of view, Mr Jones. Studies have shown that ugly people are very untrustworthy. 67% of the people in prison today can be classed as ugly. You see, Mr Jones, you are what we call a triple threat risk. A triple threat? An unscrupulous, indolent double dealer. Or, in layman's terms, a short, fat, ugly bastard. And that's not the kind of person we want here at the good-looking Smug Gits Bank PLC. Now, is there anything else that might help your application? Well, I did used to be an estate agent. Oh, welcome to the bank, Mr Jones. <laughs> I name this ship Corinthian. May God bless her and all who sail in... She looks just like Lucy. The same sleek lines, the same proud profile, the same graceful superstructure, speaking of luxurious self-indulgence, but concealing the overwhelming power of her throbbing heart. Would you like to sleep with Lucy? There she sits, breathless with anticipation, waiting to be launched onto a wild sargasso sea of spume-drenched passion to embark on her perilous voyage through the torrid, tempest-tossed oceans of sensual rapture like some feverish Magellan-seeking passage to an infinite nirvana, risking rack and ruin on the treacherous reefs of debaucheries unknown shore, engulfed by the wild waters of Neptune's horny windjammer. Are you sure you don't want to sleep with Lucy? That was The Oxy Show, written by Julian England with additional material from Kevin P. O'Sullivan and performed by Kevin P. O'Sullivan, Julian England, Anna Coase Arman and Laura Forbes. Produced by Francis Kirkham and Marielle Runacre Temple. 
and edited by Lester Barry. The Oxy Show was recorded at the Bonafide Studios for the Wireless Theatre Company. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio downloads. We would like to apologise for Mr Kevin P. O'Sullivan's accent. We are very sorry. No, we are very sorry. Sorry. Sorry.